Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Tom Hegna. Tom, are you ready to do this? I am. Thank you, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Tom is a retirement expert. He's an economist, a best-selling author, a public TV host, an international speaker, being in the top half of 1% of speakers worldwide. He's a retired lieutenant colonel in the United States Army. He literally wrote the book on designing retirement income. He's had a multi-billion dollar impact on the North American insurance industry. And he is a returning guest to the Money Savage podcast. Welcome back, Tom. Thanks, George. So you are probably the hardest working man in the in the financial industry, or at least the retirement planning industry. It seems Every time I go on LinkedIn, you were you're traveling and, and and speaking to different groups all across the country, probably all across the world. And then a couple of weeks ago, I saw that that you had announced that you were doing a trial retirement. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, a couple of things happened. Uh, I lost my best golfing buddy a couple of years ago at age fifty six, and then I lost my dad this January. So. When, when people around you that are close to you start dying, you start realizing, you know, you don't know how long, you don't know how long this thing life is. And so, you know, do I want to be the richest guy in the cemetery and work myself to death? Because I am a hard worker and, and it's done me very well for the past 30, you know, years. But so what I did is we, we built a house up in Flagstaff, Arizona, moved up here for the summer, uh, joined the country club. I have a whole new set of goals. You know, I want to get my handicap back down to seven. I want to beat my son in tennis. You know, I, I just, uh, just a whole list of things that I wanted to accomplish. You know, am I going to be bored? Are we going to drive each other crazy? And so far, I mean, I love it. I haven't been bored one single day. I got a list of stuff that needs to get done that I still can't get done. Um, and so it's been a really good experience, but I have learned a lot and I'm planning on putting some of that, you know, into writing and probably into my sixth book. So, yeah, it's been going really well. Well, good. And how, how, how long has it been? Well, I, I started in June and, you know, it's it's probably been uh, seven, eight weeks. And I've got, a, you know, probably four or five weeks to go. I, I do have to go off to, to Maui to speak in Cleveland. But other than that, I'm back. And then my next real trip is out to uh, Australia uh, around Labor Day. But, you know, spending the whole summer, I, I know this, I'm going to spend more time next summer and I'm just going to keep expanding it. Uh, so Robbie's got me working hard in the spring and in the fall, but I'm going to take a little time off in the winter for skiing and then a whole bunch of time off in the summer and kind of work the shoulder seasons uh, for at least the next year or two. Got it. Well, I think that that's fantastic. Um, so you are, you know, you are, you're well into it anyway. And you said that, that you haven't been bored for, for a minute what you thought it was going to be, is it sort of essentially what you thought it was going to be, or how is it how is it different? 
Well, the one thing that hit me really hard was that, you know, in retirement, every day is Saturday. I haven't worn a, <laughs> look, I haven't worn a watch in like seven or eight weeks and, and every day Saturday. But the problem with that is that's the day of the week you spend the most money because, if you know, you say, hey, let's go to happy hour. Well, happy hour turns into like three happy hours and then, well, I might as well catch dinner and then some friends sit down. Yeah, put it on my tab. You know, and all of a sudden your $8 happy hour turns into a, you know, $288 dinner for, you know, four people or six people. And so I am learning that, you know, whenever day Saturday, you know, you're probably going to spend more money in retirement, not less, especially in those go-go years when you're, you know, between maybe 60 and 75 or something when you're really out and going and doing stuff that is going to cost more, not less. And I, you know, it's one of the people or one of the things that certainly people know who follow your work is that that every day is saturday is one of the one of the one of your statements or phrases quotes that really jumped out in 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 your books so that was one thing that i wanted to get your take on is kind of a physician heal yourself kind of a thing um are you experiencing that? So I, I guess to a degree, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you are in fact discovering that the things you've been talking about are in fact taking place. So you, you mentioned that you want to get your handicap down to seven. You want to beat your, your, your son in tennis. Um, and there's a long list of things to do, but when you started thinking about, all right, I'm, I'm going to stop, I'm, I'm going to stop doing professionally what I've been doing for the past 30 years. How did you go about putting a plan together? Well, for me, you know, I really, I really wanted to retire. There's a lot of people who don't want to retire and they just want to work and work, but I do have other interests other than just work, but I'm able to, through social media and through LinkedIn. I mean, even though I've been taking the summer off, kind of my marketing machine has not been taking the summer off and I just keep putting stuff out every single day. Things are coming out. And so you can leverage your time, uh, even in retirement by, you know, by outsourcing some of that stuff so that you can have more time for yourself and outsource some of the, you know, some of the reach out and contact and marketing things. So I've learned some of that as well. Got it. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Technology is uh, doing wonderful things as well as really, really terrible things to us, but that's a conversation for another day, perhaps. Um, so how how did you go about breaking it down? I, I think about the most important resources that I feel like I have are, are time, money, and attention. Did, 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 did you break it down in a similar kind of fashion? Just how will I spend my time? What am I going to be really focused on? How are we going to allocate money? Yes. So the the financial stuff I've really done, you know, I think I've done well at. I've saved, you know, a high percentage of my income for 30 years. I've locked in a lot of lifetime, guaranteed lifetime income, so I don't have to worry if the market crashes, which I'm worried about right now for a lot of people because market's been going up for, you know, eight or 10 years and people forget that markets go down and they can stay down. So I think a lot of other people are going to get hurt, but I have, I had the income coming in. I got a plan for long-term care. We bought life insurance, go to the kids so we can spend our money. I've, I've lived what I've written about. So everything I write about, that's the way I've lived my life. But the one thing I haven't written a lot about is, you know, you've got to continue to have purpose in your life, no matter what you're doing. And so if my purpose was to educate advisors and, and help the people out there retire the optimal way, um, 
in retirement, my purpose, I'm still going to do some of that, but, but then I got to have other things. I got to, like, I've been taking tennis lessons, as I said, and I've been really spending a lot of time working on my golf game and my short game and, 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 and golf is a game that if you don't put the time in, you just don't get the results. And so I've, I've focused on other things. I've refinished some furniture. So I've got a list of things that, that I've always wanted to spend time on that I haven't had time to spend time on because I've been out working every day. And so I have other interests, but there's some people, their only interest is work. They're going to have a hard time in retirement because their friends are at work. Everything's at work. They don't play golf. They don't play tennis. They don't go fishing. They don't do anything. And so those are the people that are going to have a tough time. You've got to still have a purpose. Uh, we want to go on some mission trips. And so you've, you've got to have a purpose in your life no matter what stage of life you're in. Yeah, I think that that's such a such an important thing. Um, and purpose can be one of those sort of tricky words where I think I, I feel like many of us have a hard time putting our finger on what what my purpose is. I recently heard a, a conversation with a guy named Jordan Peterson, and he was talking about how how people find meaning in responsibility. And that really resonated with me, like the light bulb turned on. And it was like, well, that's the reason that I pursue leadership positions in different organizations or groups that I'm in. That's the reason that, that I take on responsibility because it truly does give me meaning. And so that was definitely something that I wanted to talk to you about. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And I mean, you are obviously a very hardworking person having spent 20 years in the United States military and obviously very structured with the amount of travel that you do and the number of presentations you do and the number of people that you've impacted. Um, so is that something that you, you, you consciously think about quite a bit or you always knew in the back of your mind the things that you wanted to do, the things you just listed off? Well, yeah, for my, for my retirement, those are things that I haven't had time to spend doing that I'd like to, that I was focused so much on my career and doing, you know, and, and I really, when I was a brand new advisor, this is kind of how it all started. Some, some, some other agent had this MDRT logo on their card and they, they told me, yeah, if you don't have this on your card, you really don't count. <laughs> and I wanted to count. So I qualified for MDRT and then one of my goals early on was to speak at the million dollar round table because that's like the the toughest speaking gig you can get is main platform on the million dollar round table and and i got that in 2010 and in 2009 was top of the table at in maui and so those things those things were always long-term goals as far as work but as far as you know i really wanted to get serious about my golf game i really wanted to do some more just fun travel and and work on other parts of my life that i really haven't had a chance to spend time on uh, you know, when I was working. Fair enough. Do you think that it's different? It's probably different for everybody, but you are an entrepreneur. Uh, is it different for people that, that have a traditional nine to five job? Maybe it's easier for folks that have a nine to five job. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it, it can be because sometimes people have nine to five jobs can compartmentalize. They have their work life and then they have their social life and their other stuff. But for entrepreneurs who are working 24 seven, you know, 365 days a year, it's hard to have other things in your life because you're so focused on your business. So I think sometimes when people have a nine to five, it might be easier for them. Plus it's that nine to five can be a real grind too, that you got to go in the same office every day, every day, every day, and you get sick of it. Um, and so 
I think for those people, they may might be dreaming about retirement more. The entrepreneurs really dream about getting their business up and running. And then all of a sudden, if it does start running, they go, holy heck, how am I going to get out of this thing? You know. And sometimes that's the other thing is that that business kind of just swallows that entrepreneur and then they have no time for anything else. And they, they really it is hard for them to retire. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. So if I were to do a, a basic SWOT analysis on, on your retirement situation, you, you mentioned that, that you've, got, you've, you've, you've done a great job saving money over the last 30 years. You've got life insurance. You have long-term care insurance. You've got guaranteed income. So you have, which, which is another great term that I think that, 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 that you taught me and so many other people, you have permission to go ahead and spend a lot of the money that you saved instead of, instead of worrying about oh, geez, I need to leave money to my kids, or and, and, and you end up not spending any of it at all or, or very little of it. So it sounds like it's a strength. Um, and the opportunities, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like you've got a lot of hobbies that, 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 that you're excited about and things that you really want to do that you haven't been able to. What would you say are some of the weaknesses and then the threats when you look at retirement, if any? Yeah, I mean, financially and having a plan and, and just really living my retirement uh, that I've written about, that absolutely is a strength. Um, weakness, I you know, I don't know. I mean, it can be your health at some point. I, I'm trying mm. to stay healthy, and I, so far I've been healthy, but that's something I guess that would be more of a threat. Uh, your health is always an issue, and, and after money, health is probably – in fact, before money, health is probably more important than money. So, so, so that's that's definitely a threat. Weaknesses, you know, I, I really don't know. I mean, can I can I sustain this? Am I going to get bored? You know, after two years, five years, ten years, I don't know. But I've got a position where I can go back in and out of speaking if I want to. You know, I mean, they'll always bring an old dog back in every once in a while for the <laughs> meeting, and you know, I can still I can still rock the house. You know, sometimes. So, <laughs> I, but you know, weaknesses, I don't know. I mean. Maybe the weakness is I don't see the weakness right now, and and that so I mean it's not what you know, it's what you what you think you know that you don't know, and so that that's probably a weakness. Threats, you know, no matter how long you live, that can be a problem. I've got guaranteed lifetime income, but you know you don't know how things change in 30, 40, 50 years, and companies can change rules and all kinds of stuff. And the government taxes, I think, is a huge threat because taxes have to go up, whether Democrat or Republican doesn't matter. We need a math party. Um, you know, and, and the markets are going to crash at some point and that's going to, it's going to cause problems for cities and localities that have promised pensions. They will not be able to pay. So, I mean, there's a lot of threats in the future, uh, financially for the government, which then can affect you personally. Um, and then your health. So, but I, I feel, I feel about as secure as I can. And, you know, if I looked at a thousand people who are going to retire, I got to be up there in the you know, top two or three or five, four percent of people who plan properly. So, you know, if I'm going to have problems, I know a lot of other people are going to have bigger problems. So I, yeah. feel, I feel good about it. Well, that's awesome. And the amount of people that, that you've impacted, I'm, 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 I'm really, really glad to hear that. So I mean, for, for people that are listening and who do pay attention to, to math and they are concerned just doing the things that you've been talking about and making sure that you put yourself in as good a position as you can to be successful and then you sort of need to let the chips fall where they may right we don't know where taxes are going to go we don't know what's going to happen in the future but if you position yourself that's probably one of the best ways to give yourself peace of mind absolutely having a plan 
you know, having enough guaranteed income to at least cover your basic living expenses, but then having some other money that you can invest if you want, or that you gives you flexibility in the future that if things change, you can change, you know, at least you can shift fire a little bit. Um, you know, having that plan for long-term care, using the life insurance to go to the kids. So you don't have to say, Oh, I got to leave some money to my kids. So now I'm not going to spend my IRA. Cause that's, you know, an IRA money is the worst money to leave to your kids anyway, cause they don't even get half of what you leave them. So life insurance, they get everything tax free. So you buy the policy, you go to the kids, you spend your money. Don't worry about, you know, if you got to pay tax on your IRA, that's why you saved it. You saved it for your retirement. You're in retirement, you know, go spend the money. You know, people, people get, you know, I, I did this whole thing on psychonomics because psychonomically they've been programmed for 40 years to get a paycheck and spend the paycheck and not to touch their assets. They got to save it and grow it and not touch it. Then all of a sudden in retirement, they got assets that they've been trained not to touch. And so most people don't <laughs> touch it. And then they, they got no more paycheck. And they, and so they, they're always confused in retirement because it's exact opposite of what they did for 40 years. Psychonomics. Yeah. Is I don't know that I've heard that term before. I've been speaking about it now and writing about it. And that that's why, you know, you got to have that guaranteed paycheck in retirement and guaranteed paycheck because you've been programmed to spend those. And it's the spending of money in retirement that allows you to enjoy your retirement. People with assets are miserable. They're worried about losing it. They're worried about spending too much. Oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't take this out. I can't run out of money. And so they end up dying with a big pile of money because they were scared to do anything with it. If they would have turned a big chunk of that into income that's guaranteed for the rest of their life, they've been programmed to spend these paychecks. And it's it's the, the, the trips, the travel, the golf, all those fun things. That's what makes retirement enjoyable, the spending of money. But you can only spend money if you know that you'll never run out of money. And the only way you can spend money and know you'll never run out is to put that into guaranteed lifetime income. And so, you know, it, it's really not complicated. It's pretty simple. But people fight what the math and science tells them they should do. I haven't fought it. I've done it in spades and it's paying off. Mm, I love it. Fantastic. So tell us about the new book that you're working on. Well, I haven't written one for, you know, a few years. I mean, I've, I've written a couple in Canada, but but I really needed to update the paychecks and playchecks, which I really think was a powerful book. But it was written in 2011. This is 2019. The economy is way different today than it was back then. You know, even some of the risks have shifted a little bit. You know, longevity is a bigger risk today. Um, the market is a bigger risk today. Sequence of returns is a bigger risk today. Inflation's less of a risk today. So, so risks change over time. I've been talking a little bit about that, but I'm going to put all my best thoughts and my lessons learned from this trial retirement into this book. It's going to be for consumers and it will, you know, not just show them what they should do, but then I'll walk them through. Here's what that meant to me in my retirement. And here's why it really does work. You know? Awesome. Well, I look forward to that. Well, Tom, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? You know, in in retirement, you I got I'm going to cheat a little. I'm going to do more than just one. Oh, you sure. got to have a plan. You got to have a plan. You got to work with a financial professional. You know, you got to have some basic uh, guaranteed lifetime income to cover those basic living expenses. Then you can optimize your portfolio to protect yourself against inflation. You need to have a plan for long-term care and use life insurance to go to your kids. And if you follow really those simple, simple steps, um, you can have a happy and successful retirement that's based in math and science and not, you know, based on somebody's opinions. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Tom, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? 
Uh, they can find my books on Amazon.com. And, of course, my website, TomHegna.com, has a lot more information. If there's any advisors listening, they can go to TomHegna.com forward slash webinar. And uh, there's a free webinar. They can they can learn some of the words and language that I use when I'm in front of uh, the public showing them how to retire optimally. And so much great stuff on, on the website. And for everybody who's listening, if this is your first time hearing Tom Hegna, you've got to go to the site. You've got to get a copy of his books, uh, Paychecks and Playchecks, Don't Worry, Retire Happy. Um, just check out all the great content he's got online. And if he's willing, we'd love to have we'd love to have you back on Tom when the new book comes out to talk about that as well. So yeah, absolutely. Thanks, George. Thank you, sir. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement: I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review. And definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.